What? Oh. So, Fernie, you want to talk about the Cowboys? You mean how they suck? <sighs> I know I'm not. Is- I'm not saying they suck. I'm saying that that's what Dak Prescott said at the very end of the game. No, no, we do suck. We do suck. As a no, whole- him. Oh, he yeah. says that he sucked. Which no. I mean, he does. No, no, no. I'm saying this as a lifelong Cowboys fan. I'm qualified to say this. I'm not a Fairweather fan. I am. I know you even love Jerry, even though he made a profit off of all the poor oh. people during the freeze last year. Oh no, Jerry can eat a dick. I love the Cowboys because I don't know, dude. I think you support the the Cowboys. No, no, no. I do not. I do not. I got, dude. Oh, you know. If Jerry wants wants to win a Super Bowl, I think there's only one thing to do. Die. No, we fire Mike McCarthy and we get Jim Harbaugh. And we just he just backs the fuck off. It's, it's not that easy, dude. It's Jerry won't back the fuck off. Like I saw reports that uh what if Belichick goes to Dallas? He's not. Belichick would never go to Dallas because Jerry Jones is the owner, it would be the owner that he would hate to have. I mean, RKK gave him almost, like, free cool. reign. Yeah. Like, Jerry Jones doesn't give his head coaches free reign. No. No, not at all. No, Jerry... Uh, Belichick, I I don't ever see him coming to Dallas. And honestly, I don't think it'd be a good fit because we need more than a defensive genius. We need someone that can... That's a genius on both sides of the ball. Belichick, and I, I'm not knocking Belichick, but I'm saying I don't know. Think- and even then, I'm pretty sure like he would be making a phone call to uh, Bill Parcells. You th- do you think Bill, Par- Bill Parcells would have a mind for it? Bill Parcells coached for Jerry. No, but, oh, wait. So, no, but are you saying Belichick? No, I'm saying like if Belichick ever got the offer from Dallas. I'm sure he would talk to Bill Parcells like, hey, what's it really like up there? And I'm pretty sure Parcells is going to be like, it fucking sucks. I mean, I'm sure the paychecks are nice, but yeah, you're going to have a billionaire douchebag right on here. Yeah, you're going to be undercut at every fucking turn. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it doesn't seem worth it. You know, the one guy that can actually, um, the one thing Jerry Jones is good at, supposedly, is drafting supposedly he's the one that wanted, he's the one and I'm, I'm just saying this part supposedly he's the one that wanted Dak and Zeke and he's the one that, that had the idea to draft both of them okay where's Zeke now I don't know but Zeke was good the first couple years you gotta admit okay where's Zeke now uh had the Patriots cut him he's still with the Patriots okay uh, but no, but you gotta admit, Zeke was good. Where's Dak now? How many playoff wins does Dak have? I'll give you a hint. It's I'll, the same as Romo. Hey, I'll say this: I don't think they themselves are the problem. I think it's a it's the entire organization problem. It's not strictly Dak and Zeke that you can't have that kind of scapegoat. It's all of it. It's the whole fucking thing, man. Again, I also don't think like, that Dak is the guy. I think Dak is a good quarterback. I don't think he's the quarterback to get you out of bad situations. I think he'll end up being like a Matthew Stafford, where you'll find out if he's the guy when he leaves. 
because Matthew Stafford, I mean, was all was always a fucking great quarterback, had great fundamentals, but yeah. I mean, he was in Detroit and he was in Detroit when it was horrible. Yeah, he had to leave to win his title. So I mean, I don't think Dak is ever gonna win in Dallas. I think this could be the last year there. I, you mean like the year that just ended, or you mean next year? This year. You know, I wouldn't hate the idea if we got a good coach. Do not stick with Mike McCarthy. Like, fuck. And I said this when we hired Mike McCarthy. I was like, really? The dude that got carried by Aaron Rodgers? Him? Like, why? And I really want um, Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh's the best option. Look at what he did with the 49ers. Look at what he did to Michigan. This close. Uh, I mean... It just it really depends on who wants to deal with Jerry. Plus, I want a guy that knows how to cheat. Fuck it, I'm in. I don't care. If if it takes cheating to win, I I don't care. I don't care. I'm tired. I I'm tired of getting my heart. How did he cheat? Harbaugh. Yes. Uh, as I understand it, the issue with Michigan. How much you know about that story? I just know it's about signals. So, as I understand it, and I know you're going to say everyone does it, whatever. They're the ones that got caught. So, fucking, they're the ones that get punished. What happened was um, someone within the organization, uh, they don't know who exactly, hired a few people to go to games of Michigan's opponents, right, before they were to ever play them. Uh And they bought them tickets right behind the sideline of the opposing team so they could record them and record their hand signals and do all this stuff. Okay, if your hand signals are that easily I'm not saying I mean, sucks. (laughs) I mean, that's what they did. Harbaugh knew about it, didn't stop it. Um, That's where he got suspended. Michigan still won a national championship. Good for them. So you know what? I don't care anymore. I don't care if we get an asterisk. The Cowboys had to cheat to it. I don't give a fuck. Get Harbaugh in here. Like, I'm tired of this shit, man. You know what it's like to like watch a game and just know that. And that's because I was I, I knew we weren't gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Let me be very clear about this. I knew we were not gonna win. My mentality was if we can at least get to the NFC championship game, I'll be happy. If we can at least get that far, I'm good. I have realistic expectations. I don't start the year with Super Bowl or bust. I start the year off with I hope we do good. I won't be surprised when we fail because they break my heart every year. I mean. Somehow my expectations were not were realistic and yet you still disappoint me. I don't know, man. I've I've seen six Super Bowls since I've been alive, so I'm pretty good. I fucking hate you. I hate you. That's why I don't get all upset like everyone else does. I'm, like, I'm lucky, dude. I got to see six Super Bowls. You did. You did. Like, you I'm happy. I'm I'm grand. We go through a rebuild year? Sure. Do you think it'll be a rebuild year? Are y'all gonna keep Mac Jones or no? I don't know. I mean, um Gerard Mayo's a brand new head coach. Um he's also a defensive coach. Like he's defensive minded, not offense. Defensive coach. Um but I mean, he's always been a locker room leader. He was a 
He was a really good uh, linebacker in his day. Supposedly, it was instilled in his contract that he would become the next head coach once Belichick left. Yeah, I heard that. That uh, why that it was in his contract extension, and I mean Belichick knew. When when did he sign that contract? Was it a few years ago? Uh, no, I mean he barely came on as a coach in 2019. Oh, so he they probably saw he was so good that they were like, hey, whenever Belichick walks out, you're the next man up to keep him around. Because I'm sure other teams may have wanted him, like if he if he had that that much respect. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't know. I don't think that they would just let anybody become a head coach, especially for the Pats. They were already groomed. Uh, so I'm like, I'm I'm thinking that they that they know what they're doing. Let me see here. So Stafford loses to his old team, the Lions, win their first champion, their first uh, uh, postseason game in what thirty-two in, years? I think that, yep. that was it. Thirty-two years. Now the the Dolphins are the longest playoff drought uh, team. Damn, they didn't. I mean, they got the shit kicked out of them. But I feel like part of that. I'm I'm not saying it's an excuse, but part of it may have been the elements, man. Like, I mean, both- yeah, uh, but sucks. Gotta take what you, you take. But I mean, with some of those teams, I'm like, I'm like, it's just irresponsible that they don't have a dome like uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Like, you know, it snows there like hard. Yeah. Like, I- why is there no plans for a new stadium with a fucking covered with a dome. I'm a little iffy on that, if I'm being honest with you, man. Why? One, Minnesota has a dome. The, the attraction of, of, of winter games, uh, not winter, but weather games, whether it's raining, whether it's snow. And, and, and bear in mind, my Cowboys lost, I'd say, partially because of the rain when they played the Bills. Like, they were not ready for those conditions. Yeah, but they also had to reschedule their whole fucking game to today because of the snow on Saturday. Sucks to suck. Reschedule that bitch. I mean, what, it's what fucking dumb. But um, but that, and also there are some there are some arenas, there are some stadiums that are too historic to have domes. Do you, do you ever honestly think that um that what's it called? Not is it Lombardi Field? No, that's not the name. Where the Packers play? What's the Lambeau game? Field? You idiot! I forgot. You really think Lambeau Field would ever go dome? Hell no. Well, that's because it's the it, well second oldest. Soldier Field is the oldest stadium. Didn't they fuck up Soldier Field also? Uh, I don't know if they fucked it up, but they did add uh press boxes to it. And supposedly it looks disgusting now, right? I mean, the Lambeau Field has press boxes and shit. Let's see. Chicago Bears. No, I don't think they play at Soldier Field anymore. Yes, they do. Do they? I thought they were renovating it. No, they do play at Soldier Field. Let me see. Tenants. Let's see. Da, 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 Chicago. The Chicago Cardinals. What the fuck? Huh. Okay, maybe I'm looking at something different. But yeah, I thought that they... I know they renovated parts of Soldier Field, but supposedly it looks... I mean... 
But what I understand, I watched some Bears fans like that were just like bitching and moaning, eh, bitching, and moaning, complaining about how bad it looked. You're right; they do. They do still hold the Bears. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I told you. Well, no, but I assumed from all that, I thought that they were uh, getting a new stadium. Anyway, that's a fucking. And you no know, teams that have like those type of uh... stadiums. Yeah, like the old stadiums, like they're they're not gonna move. Fuck no. Uh, lastly, oh, and I was really pulling for them. The Browns lost to the Texans fourteen to forty five. Poor Joe Flacco, man. I really wanted him to go on a tear. I mean, I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't mind. Um, uh, what you gonna call it? Houston winning. Uh, especially for their head coach. Uh, their head coach is one of those uh, one of those um, former player coaches, and he played for the Texans. Well, he. Um, I just saw the stat. So uh, the Texans are the first team to ever win a playoff game with both a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. I mean. CJ Stroud is probably one of their better picks that they've ever made. I and to think the Panthers could have CJ Stroud. And all to also add historicness to this goddamn podcast about movies. Um the Packers are the first ever seven seed to win their game. The Cowboys are the first number two seed to ever lose in the wild card round. Yeah. I mean the yeah, in the wild card round. So well, but, I mean the number two never really played in the wild card round. That's true. Yeah. Well, now, well, the past three years, they haven't. Fuck. Anyway, that's. Hey, it. they made history. That's good. I hate you. I hate. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't hate you. I hate the Cowboys right now. You hate yourself. I hate. Let's be honest here. Why don't they change? Why don't they hurt me? Why? Why don't they change? I don't know. That I'm. I'm, I'm cutting that part. <laughs> uh, all right you want to talk about this hunk of shit film well it's not january if there's not some shitty horror movie that comes out in it fair enough hurry hit the intro hey everybody this is fernando from the rollback podcast and today eddie and i have the misfortune of reviewing Night Swim. <sighs> Man, this oh God. Uh let me pull up the Thank God for AMC Stubbs. I will say that. I you know, I actually I, I'm gonna name that in just a sec, but I agree. So synopsis forced into early retirement by degenerative disease, MS, former baseball player Ray Waller. Moves into a new house with his wife and two children. He hopes that the backyard swimming pool will be fun for the kids and provide physical therapy for himself. However, a dark secret from the home's past soon unleashes a malevolent force that drags the family into the depths of an inescapable terror. Like, okay, so what did you think when the trailer first dropped, like, four months ago? I was like, I was like, seriously, a horror movie about a pool? It, this movie feels very 70s in a bad way. Like, they're making horror movies about anything. I will give them this. 
I've I don't think I've seen this concept before. Yeah, there's a reason for that. So I I'll give them one point for originality. I'll give them one point for the the folks. We're just jumping into spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, don't bother watching it. It's not worth it. If you uh, have stubs, go ahead and watch it. You have three tickets a week. That's true, dude. Okay, so as of right now, I've seen five films this year with AMC stubs. This movie technically you have stubs now. Is it stubs? Yeah, AMC, the one where you get three free tickets a week, right? I you never told me that you got stubs. Yeah, hell yeah, I have stubs now. Like fucking, otherwise I wouldn't be able to review so many movies. Yeah, um, I told you it's a bit. It's a, it's a pretty decent investment for guys like us that go to the movies. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you go to if you just go to movies twice a month, it's worth it. We're not sponsored by AMC, although AMC, if you do want to sponsor us, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Sure, I'll be your fucking spokesperson. Take out <laughs> Nicole Kidman. I'm tired of seeing that goddamn commercial every time I'm going to the movies. Now you actually make me want to miss trailers. Because of that fucking commercial. You know, I wish they would change it every year to a different actor. Like, if they changed it every year... Fuck, and it- I wish that they just wouldn't have that corny-ass trailer. But, like, okay, imagine one year finding Nicole Kidman, then the next year Ryan Reynolds, and it's funny, and then the following year it's, it's I don't know, uh, Mario I Rock. think they were being real bitches when they, when they got pissed off at Saw for making fun of it. Because that was... <laughs> Definitely the best <laughs> spoof trailer I've seen. They should AMC should just do it differently every year with a different actor, and that would make it that would make it tolerable at least. It could be different, entertaining in a different way, but whatever. They should just not do it. But this, oh, come on, I, man! I'm just I'm here to watch a movie, I'm not here to be giving I, a lecture about why I'm here. I know why I'm here. You know, uh, you know what? There's one good thing about about that goddamn trailer. You know what it is? Give you time, time to go to the bathroom. Sna- yes, it gives me time to get my snack settled. And if I gotta take a quick piss, boom. And sidetrack. Mm-hmm. I will say this. So where we're from, we don't. We really only have two theaters: Cinemark or AMC. Yeah. And Cinemark's movie club thing cool like you get a discount off of snacks that's that's i i will say like that's actually pretty good but the thing i do not like about movie pass is that so where we are there's no separate line for movie pass and the lines get pretty long like if you go during like a like a peak hour like uh christmas day for example fucking people have nothing else to do on christmas day and one of the few things that are open are the movies and the lines are always god fucking long on Christmas Day. And I will say this about Stubbs. At least they have separate lines, like one for the gold membership and then one for the pores on the side. Don't laugh at that. I remember you told me that once before I got AMC Stubbs. You were like, Yeah, we went to the movies. I'm like, That's the line for the pores. <laughs> Even then. If you get the gold membership, because mm-hmm. they have the regular membership gold and then stubs. Yeah. The regular gold membership is 15 bucks for the year. And you get to skip the line. So what does gold come with part. that stubs doesn't? 
Uh, I think you get like a few little more perks, and then you, but you don't get tickets. But I think oh. you get, I think you get like um some discounts or some shit. Like I think so. I think you get that, and I think you get access to the whole. When you spend fifty, you get five bucks on your rewards account. Yeah. So I think you get access to that, but yeah, I was just like, I was just like, uh, fucking. I'll take Cinemark. I'll take Cinemark's twenty five percent off of snacks. That's cool, mm-hmm. but the the line shortage at AMC. That's that's what gets me. I will always and the bucket. You get you you buy a bucket. It's five. 25 to fill mm-hmm. like no brainer for me fair enough man i i am see so i'm loyal to, to a certain movie theater uh the, the also the popcorn the popcorn has like just the right amount of staleness uh-huh. that that makes it enjoyable yeah i've never noticed i i've never noticed the tasting difference in popcorn Cinemark popcorn makes my stomach hurt after a while. Really? It's so soft yeah. and crunchy. And something I honestly I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like every time I go, they burn the fucking popcorn. And you could always get the burnt and you always taste the burnt popcorn. Really? I've never had that. I it always comes out like perfectly soft but crunchy. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Sidetrack to the sidetrack. You realize that we're talking about popcorn and movie theaters and subscription services to movie theaters that probably tells you on how boring this movie was oh god should we jump back into it and just rip it apart for a few minutes because sure like okay so this movie was written directed and screenplayed by bryce uh mcguire fuck you bryce i you only four bucks like it, and I understand. Like, like I try to find something positive in most films to like latch onto. I yeah, I, you I, really have that bad habit of doing that. You just don't want to hate anything. I I try. To, I'm trying to be more positive, but dude, I couldn't find shit in this film. the The one point I'll give it is this: I like the fact, and I'm like, Ugh. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that um, when the mom, uh, when Miss Carrie Condo, her character Eve goes to see Kay. I think that's the mom. Uh, so the movie opens with a young girl going to the pool, trying to retrieve a toy for her brother who's sick. Um, later on in the film, the mom, Eve, goes to see her to ask, hey, what happened? Like, can you help me? I need to know about this because there have been other deaths. Like, like what's up? Oh, and, yeah. And Kay says uh, her son was sick. Her daughter uh, was basically a sacrifice. Like she made a deal. She made a. He's like, oh man, I, I wish I could do what I really want to do in my head, but I can't because you'll be upset with me. Oh, but just shut up and do it, and I'll decide if I have to edit it out later. <laughs> yeah, I like. See, I told you. I told you you were gonna be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking told you. I don't know why. I don't know why you didn't believe me. I was like, "What's he gonna like?" I thought you were gonna say something like, oh, "Of course, she has a favorite child, like something like that." Or of course, of course, she let the daughter die. The son. See, I thought that's what you were gonna say. Oh God. Okay. Um. 
So, so, so Eve goes to talk to Kay, and Kay says, "Yeah, it's a monkey's paw situation. She sacrificed her daughter to save her son." Yeah, and I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was more. And like, she's like super cool about it. Yeah, like I thought she was gonna be like. I wish for my son to get better, but it cost me my daughter. Go save your family. She's like, ah, she's young and stupid and healthy. Let's kill her. Like, easy. Like, okay, I had to, I my daughter died, but I got a senator for a son. It's a, it's worth it. it. It's a fair trade. Is he uh, a senator? I thought he was just in the army. I thought he was a business guy. I mean, yeah, I thought he was a politician. Either way, uh, he's, he's maybe. a guy that makes a lot of money. He pays for his mom's house, but apparently he doesn't visit often enough. Because, oh, I wonder why. You know, mom, it's a little hard to be here when you tell me that you killed my sister, so I could be here. <laughs> yeah. Do you think she? Do you think he knows? I wonder if he knows. I'm sure he knows. That's why he doesn't fucking go over. Mm, fair. Um, but yeah, so so I like that. I was not expecting her to react like that. I thought she was going to be like, "It's bad. Go save your family." Well, she's like, before that, we're treated to uh, uh, Kurt Russell's kid, Wyatt, fucking drowning a kid. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. He bruises the kid's knees. That sounds bad. <laughs> it sounds so bad. It sounds really like that. bad. He bruises his knees. Oh, no, not his knees, his thighs. That's the which sounds even worse. worse. Yeah, I think that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. God. Oh, so, why? Okay. No means no, god damn it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ray, uh, Ray and Eve buy this house. He's dealing with MS. He wants to recover. The doctor says, hey, uh, that pool could be really therapeutic. Like, it, it could be a good therapy to try and prolong his life. Because he's a former pro uh, baseball player, apparently. Yeah. Um, which, that's got to suck, man. Imagine you bust your ass, you make it to the majors, and then not an injury takes you out. A fucking degenerative disease. That that sucks. I'm sure uh, it sucks. Huh? I'm sure it sucks. I mean, because it's not like you chose to fucking be sick, or it's not like you. It's not like you kept like throwing too hard. It was just you're fucking sick. Like if he tore his rotator cuff, fair enough. Injuries happen. No control over this, but I think mm-hmm. um. And after, okay, after the family buys the house, that's when they stretch this goddamn movie. This movie's only 98 minutes long. There were a few times where I checked my watch like, all right, how much fucking longer do we have in this goddamn movie? Dude, I'm pretty sure if I could cut this movie down to like an hour and eight minutes, easy. Like, then it wouldn't be a movie. (laughs) That's a fucking TV special. Dude, it should, this should not have been a movie. This should have, at best case scenario, it should have been like a Halloween special on Hulu or something. I just don't get why it's called Night Swim. It hardly has to do at night. I don't know. Maybe because Night Swim sounds cool. I don't know. And the the, the bullshit thing is that it's produced by James Blum and J- by Jason Blum and James Wan, right? Two legitimate powerhouses in the world of horror. And let's be honest, man. When they were producing this movie, they were probably just signing off on paychecks and shit. If anything, I'll give this the when the monsters first emerge, like they look creepy. Pretty sure that's James Wan. The first one looked creepy, but then the fat dude kind of like I was like, that's kind of low tech. Okay. Um 
And then I think Jason Blum probably like locations. Like he has a good eye for shit that looks good. Like maybe that, but Bryce hey, you know what's crazy is that fucking Blumhouse like just took over as king of horror. No, I'm proud of Blumhouse. So they have a very simple but uh it works formula. They take young directors and they say, Hey, uh, we'll give you a silver dollar deal. You direct one for us, we'll pay you for the whatever one you want to do next, right? Um, so they they make these like horror films on like a tiny fucking budget of like five to ten million dollars, if that much. Mm. And those movies typically gross back like 70 million around there. You're always getting at least five times back your investment. Don't you kind of miss the old days where like every company would make like a horror movie like uh warner brothers would make a horror movie miramax back when miramax was still a, a fucking powerhouse of a company um paramount like now it's just all fucking blumhouse or a24 well so blumhouse doesn't necessarily make all of them but they produce alongside they make the majority of them yeah, so from what I'm checking here, it's like if you like, for example, they made Exorcist Believable, uh, Believer, Five Nights at Freddy's, and Night Swim with Universal. They worked with Amazon, uh, MGM to make Totally Killer. They worked with MGM Plus to make The Passenger. They worked with Sony to make uh, Insidious. So what? They're they're just like a producer company. Yeah, like kind of like if you want a horror film, you go to Blumhouse and they'll make it for you. You just pay them for it. And then the distributors, these bigger companies. Exactly. That's that's essentially the idea that they're doing. Uh, and it's even with like Netflix, Epics, Focus Pictures, so like Paramount Plus, like so it's not just that Blumhouse is producing them, it's necessarily it's they're getting paid to make all of this. Mm. Um which I mean not all of them are hits, man. Like some of them are good, some of them suck. This is one of the, this, the ones that suck. I I completely fucking agree with you on this, man. It's not it's not good. You know uh, what I just find so daunting is that someone watched this before it came out and was like, this is fucking ready to go, dude. This is ready to fucking go. You know, you know what I think though? I don't necessarily think that they that they were like, it's ready to go. They're like, look, the strike fucked over like a good chunk of our slate. We need to release something to, to make some money. So let's do Night Swim. And this movie, bafflingly, has grossed $30 million against a $15 million budget. It's a slow month. January's always been notoriously slow. But, like, you know what this, this reminds me I'm pretty me? sure Iron Claw's making more money than fucking Night Swim right now. Uh, let's find out. Uh, let's see. The Iron Claw, uh, up to date, has grossed... Dude... 30 million and it's been out way longer ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to us we'll go watch the iron claw it is a thousand times better than this hunk of shit of film mm-hmm. that is true especially if you got a chick take her she'll fucking cry at the end uh the iron claw yeah very true uh night swim dude when i watched it there were a bunch of couples and they all looked bored like towards the end i was looking around and almost everyone was on their phone yeah like, i was on my phone near the end too like dude like there's nothing i think as a short film 
not bad. And it was, it was, there was a proof of concept that Bryce directed where he, he made it like he made a short film of this great idea. Expand it to the house, make it to where the house is like, Hey, we can grant a wish, but it's going to cost you something in return. That's interesting. I, I think that could work. I just feel like, yes, this concept could have worked if they added more horror. More horror, more story too, man. Like, like imagine like the house, the property is what's haunted. And like, you know, the, not Eve, what was the name of the daughter? Izzy. Imagine Izzy, that, that guy that she liked from the high school, the swimmer. Imagine uh-huh. if he just went missing, like in the pool, just randomly. And they find him like floating downstream, like something on the property killed him. Okay, that that's that's a that's a body count. That that's something, and you, you go from there. Just, I don't know, man. This movie was so fucking basic. Yeah, and not a lot of horror. No, it it, it was like it was depending on it being like just slightly creepy. It, it wasn't though. Yeah, like I don't know, and it's true. Like January's all. It, when it comes to movies, January is always where they toss out like the shit fucking movies. Like I don't know why, like it it is, but that's just always how it's been. January always gets the shit movies, and tax write offs, maybe, because I mean Jan- December is where all the the heavy hitters for award season is gonna start popping up because they're they're squeaking in at the very end. Just so that people can be like, um, it could be fresh in their heads. And so, like, I don't know, I think January, they just like, they really just save it for the the bottom of the barrel. I mean, dude, yeah, this, the, the original, the proof of concept, um, short film is only four minutes. For Night Swim, the one that's based off? Yeah. That's disappointing. Like, uh, and the, the thing is, it's proof of concept. Just like, hey, this is my idea. This is be what this is what it would be like. It's just a, a woman swimming. She goes mm-hmm. out to leave. There's something that's approaching her. It looks golden like, money, which is like, oh, dude, this movie just blows. Don't, oh god, I'm I'm gonna do a video review and I'm gonna just skew with the goddamn film. But all right, what? Do you want to keep talking about it? This movie just frustrates me. We could talk about the state of horror. Deal. Um, do you? I don't like where we're going in horror. Well, you mean how it's either going to be super artsy or like not good at all? Because I mean, let's be honest. How many horror movies have you seen like recently that are really good? Like that actually scare the piss out of you? I can't remember the last time I saw a horror movie and was scared. Like th- the thing is, is the Conjuring universe used to be my go-to of like this shit will scare me. The Nun two like scared me a few times, like pop-up scares, but I was never like, oh shit! I only ever get one of those a year, and I can't remember the last time I had one. What about you? I remember when the La Llorona came out, yeah. when uh, the Conjuring universe decided to make it a little spicy and make it a little Mexican. Yeah, I was like, I I remember watching the movie and calling out every single jump scare. Like you mentally or you were actually like yelling at people like, hey, this was I think I was with my brother and I was like, 
she's going to pop out there. And then voila, there she was. But like, I mean, Exorcist Believers, I really, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did, especially the critics. The critics really didn't like that fucking movie. Um, I thought it was fine. Like, fucking- I thought it was fine. Um, scary. It wasn't really scary to me. What's it called? Um, no, Believer was more. It was scary, but it wasn't scary in a traditional sense. It looked creepy as fuck. I'll yeah, a- like the trailer looks scary. Yeah. Well, but, also- like, the movie itself, I was like, eh, it's not really that scary. And then we have, like, the the reboots and the the requels of, of popular horror movies like, um, like Halloween, Scream. You know- and then that's, like, their own niche, but they're not scary. It's really just, like... A fun experience. So let me ask you this. What did you think of Five Nights at Freddy's? Uh, it was okay. Scary, no. But, I mean, it was okay. Like, don't get me wrong. I didn't hate it. What about Megan or Talk to Me? Megan I liked. Talk to Me I thought was scary. Let me, let me rephrase. I think Talk to Me is probably, like, the one of the last movies that, that scared me. And I will give them this. It was... Pro- it's probably my f- favorite A24 movie and then Iron Claw. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about Evil Dead Rise? That one was good. Evil Dead Rise, but that I think that jumps also into the the requel sequel aspect of horror movies where they're taking this popular product that we're that we already know and they're they're going based off of that. Granted, they did give us a different story, a uh, different book in Evil Dead, as opposed to just saying, like, it's the same book again. You know, I'm running through the top movies of horror last year, and a lot of them are, like, these artsy movies. Like, there's not a lot of... I'm in slashers, like, good slashers. I don't remember the last time I saw a good slasher movie, man. Um... Halloween ends. <laughs> I rewrote that movie, so I don't know. Fuck, man! I remember watching. I, I remember watching it, and in my head, I was trying so hard like to it. find good things to say about it. Uh huh. But then, like after a while of digesting, I was like, "What the fuck did they do to Michael?" I, <laughs> I think I remember. Uh, we were we were in the theater, and I think I remember you telling me, "I can't believe they just let him punk out Michael like a bitch." Yeah, which some kid fucking punks out Michael like a two bit bitch, and just steals his mask. How disrespectful is that? That he steals his fucking mask and then leaves him in the sewer like a fucking whore. Like, clean yourself up, bitch, and then spits on him. I can only imagine he spit on him. I don't know if he did. But, I mean, you, you punk out Michael Myers, you spit on him to show I mean, your dominance. <laughs> I'm not sure many people could, you know, assert dominance over Michael Myers, but you're not you're not completely wrong there. Neither did I, Eddie. But apparently this kid is fucking Superman and can beat the fuck out of Michael Myers. <laughs> he does look like Superman, you gotta admit. He did. But, uh, god damn, man. I miss good slashers. Like, I, I want an original slasher. A dude 
who I look at, and I'm just like, yeah, no, he'll kick my ass. I'm I'm gonna die. Do you think like it's just that we're not scared anymore? No, because okay, so the modern people I think that write horror or that direct horror or produce horror, it's cheaper and easier and faster to do either possession movies or art house films where the horror is psychological. That's Fuck, man, I'm so over possession movies. Like the first conjuring, don't get me wrong, was really good. I love the first conjuring. Yeah. Annabelle, even the first Annabelle. I like the first Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Like that one was a fun experience to watch in theaters. I remember watching it in theaters with you. It yeah. was in the Cinemark one before they started switching to the recliners and the assigned seating where you actually had to find good fucking seats. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That was a wild battle. I remember you got yelled at. For what? Yeah. Remember you were holding our seats? You were holding like seven seats. Oh, my God. And Yo, someone was like, hey, like you're not supposed to be holding all those seats. We went as a group, didn't we? The crew. Yeah, it was me, you, Shu, Nikki, I believe, went as well. Steve, Tara. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I remember. The, I vaguely remember that. I re, I do remember. I've been bitched out at the theaters before for holding seats. I remember that. that was yeah, crazy. you got bitched out because you were holding, like, seven seats. And they were good seats, too. It's not like they were in shitty sections. Like, yeah, I, like, they were actually really decent seats. And it's not like we were on the bottom. Like, we actually had pretty good seats. And I remember when we were watching Annabelle, it was the scene of the elevator where, like, she's clicking, like, six. Yeah. She's clicking her floor. Oh, shit. And, you remember you guys that now. And then someone yelled out in the theater, press seven. No, I remember now the doors open and we see the baby thing move. And I think Steve was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, like that one was actually a pretty good, fun experience movie. Yeah. I, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, I'll give it this, was a fun experience. If you, if you, I, I don't think it sucked. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it sucked, but I don't think it was scary. I think it's really for the people that played the game. Yeah. It's not um it's not meant to be a horror film. It's more meant it's more meant to be a fun film that includes horror in it or scary. No, stuff. and you brought up Megan earlier. Megan was fun in the same aspect that uh that Chucky was fun, but even the first Chucky had like a pretty good element of scare on it. Yeah. I do you think we're going in a good or bad direction when it comes to horror right now? I think we're going in a bad direction because right now even movie making's pretty bad because it's just like unless they know that they can make money off of it, they're like very like, well, then we're going to have to make this at a budget of like five million. Granted, I'm not saying it's impossible. Godzilla minus one was made at a budget of what? 15. 15 million? Yeah. Like, that was the sweet spot of the 90s. And Godzilla minus one. I think it either is about to or will cross. It's the highest grossing Japanese Godzilla film ever made. And I think it's about to cross the 100 million mark. Yeah. yeah like it's three mil away. Yeah. Like it's not impossible to make money off of a low budget film, but it does make it harder 
And, you know, I will say this. It's not impossible. We have low-budget horror films that have made millions of dollars. Granted, they are diamonds in the rough. We have Paranormal Activity. We have Blair Witch Project. Like, those movies were low, low-budget movies, and they made millions of dollars. They, I think, though, also those were groundbreaking at the time. Like, like, um, the Blair Witch Project, people thought that they were actually dead. Like, there was an, oh, yeah, so that, that was the beauty about the 90s is that the internet was not that advanced. You so, like, it was possible to make, make it seem like these people were actually missing, that they were dead. What's called like, that was the great part about the 90s. Um, I remember, God, I miss watching movies in like the 2000s, the early 2000s before spoilers. And I know I'm talking oh, about yeah. even, like in middle school, but like now or before the trailers show fucking everything. Well, okay. So I've actually like dived into that as to why they do that. Apparently marketing shows like marketing strategists are like. Our studies show that people want that. Like, they want the trailer to tell you a bare-bones outlook of the story. That way you know what you're buying versus being super vague and you don't know what you're getting. I'd rather be super vague. Granted, I know I'm not the majority, but, like, speaking for myself, I'd rather just be vague. Granted, I... that's how you get movies like uh, Skin and Marink. Well, no, okay, but that movie's vague to be vague, though. It's not like it's like, oh, you don't know what it's about. It's it's an actual, like... Vague-ass movie. Yeah. My brother saw it, and I was just like... I remember seeing the trailer. I thought the trailer was creepy, but I was just like... I was like, this just looks too fucking, like, art student trying to be real smart in this one. I mean, th- there's nothing wrong with trying to be smart. It's just like, can we get a movie with... Dialogue? Huh? With dialogue? Yeah, with a decent fucking story. The thing is, Skinmarink, I think it's supposed to be from the perspective of a kid who suffers a brain injury, and he's slowly, like, losing himself in his own mind as, like, he's dying. But yeah, look, see? There's a whole fucking backstory. How about just a, a killer and a or a demon? Like, even a demon. I'll take a demon at this point. <laughs> oh, man. I I wish it was that simple. I really fucking wish it was that simple, man. But it's it's not. We, we both know it's not. I wish. Or not, but okay. Night Swim, what, what grade do you want to give this? I would give Night Swim a fucking... I would give it a D minus... Why not an F? Well, what's stopping it from being an F? Uh, I didn't walk out of it. Have you ever walked out of a movie? No, thank God. <laughs> I honestly did consider it, though. Uh, man. You know, I've only ever fallen asleep during two movies. It was... Really? I, I fall asleep during Wonka. God, that movie was boring. It was fun. Fuck you. It was boring. Um, no, Black Mass, the one with Johnny Depp, and uh, oh, I never saw that one, dude. That trailer was full of shit. That trailer showed you all the good parts. 
yeah, if yeah, there yeah. are any good parts in the movie. Um, and Resident Evil, I had to watch it twice. Resident Evil, which one? The new one? The Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, yeah, I knew they fucked up when like they started miscasting a bunch of people. See, I don't think you okay. They can cast someone unconventional, which is fine. But at least let the story or the action or the adventure be so good that you don't notice. Like, I could be fucking, uh, what's his name? Not Chris Redfield. Who's the other guy? Leon? Yeah, I could be Leon Kennedy. If the story Um, is good enough. You, Leon, I would kill the director. Or you. I would hang him from a tree by his entrails. (laughs) Jesus. Um, As long as the story is good. Like, it's worth it. And this just was not. It just fucking wasn't. Uh, Which is a shame because I feel like Resident Evil is probably the most movie doable uh, franchise of video games. But for some reason, they always fuck it up. Did you know before we ever got the ones with uh, Mila Jovovich, George A. Romero was supposed to direct it? Not surprised. He, they gave him, I think, like, it was, like, I want to say, like, a million, somewhere between one to three million dollars to do a proof of concept, and that's what they used as the trailer for, the, I think, the sequel to the game, but it was, he was like, this is how I would do it. They were like, oh, we're in, and then it just, it fell through. It kept falling through. Um. So, yeah. But, yeah, folks, this one was an F, and I don't think I've ever given an F, or I rarely, wow. very rarely do. I usually give C's. Who would have thought that I'm the one that's a good cop in this one? Dude, there's nothing good in this. I'll do a rewrite for this film, because I think I know how they could have made the concept better, but other than that, man, this movie... There's a reason... I think this review is like, what, 50 minutes long, and we talk about, like, other stuff for a good 35 minutes. We talked about sports. We talked about the state of... Uh, or State of horror. Who are Stubbs accounts... <laughs> Are Stubbs accounts what's good between that one be- and Cinemark? We talked about Annabelle and popcorn. Like, dude, fuck this movie. I wish I I wish we had an Alamo draft house here. Where's the nearest one? I think the nearest one is in Corpus. Uh, I thought it was San Antonio. Oh, but I guess Corpus is. Or shorter. maybe it's not Alamo draft house. It's a it's a place though where you can order beer and they bring you your food and stuff. Well, I mean, that was the concept of they were supposed to make one here. Oh, but it fell through, right? Funding? But it fell through. I wonder why, though. I want to know. I don't know. And then they turned it into that shitty-ass Cinemark movie bistro. It's overpriced, if we're being honest. I can't defend it. It's overpriced. It's overpriced. They don't... Do they bring you the food? They do, right? Yeah. But you can't order in the middle of a movie. Nope. Which is fucking stupid. Like the thing, like if you're a movie goer, Alamo Draft House is awesome because one, free refills on both popcorn and soda. Like if you want to go on a date, cool. But like if you're just a movie goer, like you're, you're very simple. You like you like popcorn. You like movies. Oh, it is an Alamo Draft House. I was right. Okay, it is. What? The one in Corpus. The one that I went to with Nikki. Yeah, it's pretty. Yes, okay, it is now. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Alamo Draft House is probably might be the best movie theater chain. Yeah, like it is nice. Like I did like going to it, 
granted, they don't have things like IMAX and things like that, but the food's good. Yeah, like for me, I'm like, if you're a fucking popcorn slut like myself, like it's great because you get free popcorn, you get free refills. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think this is going to do it for this shitty review of this shitty movie. Oh, before we go, you know which movie I was watching right now? Heavyweights. The one from oh, the 90s. With Ben Stiller. Dude, that one has like so many random people in there. Like it has Paul Feig in there as a as an actor. He's the guy who did uh Bridesmaids, um the shitty Ghostbusters. Huh. Uh, and it also has the fucking director from Lone Survivor, Deepwater Horizon, uh all those movies, he's in there randomly as a fucking, uh, as a, as a lunchroom person. Dude, Keenan Thompson's in the, God damn. Oh yeah, that was the height of his uh his child career. Well, in a post credit scene, are you wait? Is this real? In a post credit scene, Tony is now an unsuccessful door to door salesman selling healing crystals. I've never seen that. What? That I've never seen. I I don't know if that's true or not. I think someone just added it just to see if anyone else would see it. Well, do you, random individual who who added that? Yes, we see you. Hmm. Interesting. Heavyweights post credit scene. Holy shit, it's true. So before the MCU ever existed, heavyweights did it first. That's all it's ever been. They were just copying heavyweights the whole time. Gross. I love heavyweights. That movie is so politically incorrect. <laughs> I love it. A movie about a fat camp? That would never be made today, and you know it. Fuck no. But I love that movie. Especially <laughs> as a former fat kid. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. Still fat kid. But Same. I love that movie. That movie is awesome. So you'll be happy to know as far as like uh, I feel skinny Tony. <laughs> the uh the audience score, like they they double checked reviews. Currently it's at an A minus. Like audiences still love it. We're, yeah, Heavyweights is awesome. Ben Stiller is a psycho in this movie. Like the cast is great. It's a fucking awesome movie. I love that movie. I feel like they wouldn't they would never be made today. Fuck no. Well, they made a whatchamacallit, the Big Green. It's a story about these kids in the middle of Texas that play soccer because there's no other god-awful sport there, which is shockingly weird because you would think football would be a thing. But they play soccer. They have one Mexican kid on the team who's really good to the point where the the opponent's team in the finals calls... Ice on him what? to get him deported. <laughs> that <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, they're they are illegal, but he calls he calls the fucking government trying to get this kid deported because he's that he's that insane and wants to win this this teen soccer game. The fuck is wrong with these people? Jesus. 
you know, it's it's not real if you don't use the fear of deportation as a as a as a construct in your movie, Dito. Knights coach Jay Huffer. Who the fuck plays? Yeah. Can't find him. Oh. Oh, J.O. Sanders, I guess. The dude looks nuts. Oh, my. Yeah, he, he pretty much tries to get the kid deported. And yeah, that is uh, that is what the villain in the movie does. That's, um, I'm not proud of that one. I'm really not. Oh, God. Okay. Overall, still love that movie. It's great. You know, instead of watching Night Watch, I'm mean, instead of watching Night Swim, Go watch Heavyweights or The Big Green. Yeah, go watch 90s movies from Disney. Those are awesome. Yeah, are they on Disney Plus? Yeah. Oh, shit. They actually have those movies on Disney Plus? Yeah. Right. Heavyweights is on Disney Plus. So is, uh, so is uh, whatchamacallit. I've been trying to watch Echo. So far, it's good. I like it. Echo? Yeah. Oh, there you go, folks. Echo, it's not terrible. All right. Uh, I got to run. All right, let's uh let me end this. Thank you everyone for joining us for our podcast and a random podcast of everything else, but mostly of the review of the movie Night Swim. We know it sucks, but if you have stubs, go watch it and decide for yourselves. You get three tickets a week, might as well just use them. Uh but yeah, this is me, Fernie, and And I've been Eddie. And this was your review of Night Swim. Let's cut it. All right, I'll cut this episode up and I'll probably put it up tomorrow. Okay. All right, later.